Here we go. Starting the Foxton Sports Podcast. This is our 56th episode with my two oldest sons, Kellen and Garrett. Gannon hopefully will be on here shortly. My two oldest are on here now. We are the Foxton Sports Podcast. And today, again, is our 56th episode. And if you're new to our podcast, we like to talk about players that wore the jersey number of the same podcast number we're on. So what player or players do you think of with the jersey number 56 i think i'm gonna go with one of the best linebackers of all time al richardson who al richardson okay play for the uh the atlanta falcons back in the 80s oh oh wow okay i I knew him as alfred but okay i'm up to go with good old ted Hendricks, the linebacker from the raiders I remember him and uh, Madden Ultimate Team. I'd run it up with him. He had some freak. Uh, he was big, like long arms. Oh, that's all I remember. Hall of Famer. I will tell you some number 56s that I can think of. There's only one baseball player that even comes to mind. That's Mark Burley, who uh, played for the White Sox. That's who I know him mainly for. Uh, he was a pitcher, pretty good. Obviously, there's some football players. Uh, Brian Cushing, I don't know if you guys remember that guy. Hardy Nickerson. Derek Johnson played for the Chiefs. I met him once. Andre Tippett, Pat Swilling, Chris Dolman. But I can't believe you guys didn't mention it. But the best, which I know you're probably waiting for me, but the best linebacker in the history of pro football and maybe the one of the, if not the best defensive player in the history of pro football, Lawrence Taylor, number 56, two-time Super Bowl winner, came out of the University of North Carolina, incredible football player, won a couple, like I said, a couple championships for Bill Parcells. So that's who I'm going to think of for number 56. Russell Westbrook with the Clippers. How about that? Are you happy about it? I hope – I'm glad he's at a place that might appreciate him, like – L.A. seemed to blame everything, all their problems on a point guard that wasn't even starting. Damian Lillard dropping 71. I saw someone say they would not be surprised if someone broke the 100 points here in the next few years. There's no shot. Here's the thing. I I can see it. The way the league's going. We've had so many, like, 150-point games this year. There's got to be somebody who's going to be it. dropping a hundred. It's too hard. I mean, hundred hundred points is one thing. I mean, they'd have to go into overtime or something. But with, with even have a threes shot. Now, Kobe could have done it. So, like all the threes now, somebody can do it. And these games that they score that many points too usually aren't very competitive in the game. So, like they get pulled a little bit early. Like I know Donovan Mitchell. I think Donovan Mitchell and Damian were playing Houston. I think. I just don't see it. I think it's just too way, way too difficult, in my opinion. I guess anything is possible. I know Wilt Chamberlain, he had 23 points in the first quarter, 18 points in the second, 28 in the third, and 31 in the fourth. So, obviously, they were trying to help the man get to 100 points. It looks like he had, let's see, obviously, he played every minute. He made 36 field goals off 63 attempts. Free throws made 28 of 32, which I really, 
I don't think he was ever a great free throw shooter, if I'm not mistaken. I mean, obviously in that game he was, but I, for some reason I'm thinking he wasn't that great of a free throw shooter. A lot of those guys, those big guys like him, their hands were so big, it was hard hard to shoot free throws. Well, that's the thing is now, like, the league's definitely more of a shooting league, but even those guys, big guys, typically still struggle with the free throws. So I still I can't even imagine back then. I think Damian Lillard was 14 for 14 on th- free throws last night. Really? I don't know. And I think it was like the, uh, I think out of anybody that scored 70 or more points, he's the highest shooting percentage, like in all, like free throws included. I don't know if you heard, but he's he was a 51% free throw shooter for his career. But that game, I don't know what 28 divided by 32 is, but 87.5. If somebody were going to do it, Give me a give me some names other than Damian Lillard. Who else? Who who? I think it would have to be someone who can also get a lot of offensive rebounds and like put their shots back up, like pretty much what he did because he had like fifty rebounds in that game too. I think is what Wilt did, but like there's not going to be any like true centers like Joel or Jokic or anyone like that. I could see Giannis, but they usually don't play him like that many minutes so that's the only thing holding him back i think Kevin yeah Durant. i mean i'm trying to think of uh in all honesty like we'll have to see him in an, in an nba game first but if they translate as well as everyone thinks chet and victor in five years you know with how good they are inside and outside and being able to put rebounds back up I say Jalen Williams, man. Yeah. Dude, that guy, I'm telling you, he may be, out of all the players we're going to have, he may be the best one of all of them. Better than Chet. Better than whoever else. Who else are we going to have? Shay? There was a post ESPN had just a day about him and how he might actually end up being the best rookie in this class out of, like, a wild class, and I – Meant to read it, but yeah. So it should be a steal on our end, picking him at 12. Gannon just sent a text that the uh, Wi-Fi at his college is not letting him sign in yet, but we'll still hopefully hopefully he can get on. Who are some other players that might be able to get it? I don't know. It's about all I can think. You know Durant could do it if he sat there and played. Yeah, that's true. Durant, I feel like just because he he's the first version of the height and the shooting that we really saw, I feel like out of three current players, it'd have to be Curry, just if they gave him the ball and he just kept shooting. Durant and Giannis, if he really if he put his mind to it, but he he'd have to like be going for the hundred to really for him to do it. I think though, like if he actually wanted to, he could. That's the thing. Oh, that's what I'm saying, but like. I don't think it's going to happen by accident. It he would have to like oh no yeah no know what he was doing or just be on a roll and just not missing shots and just keep going. So, okay, this is this is from 2012. So remember that. But it it says ranking the NBA players who could possibly score 100 points in one game. This is remember 2012. It's had Kobe Bryant was number one, Kevin Durant two, LeBron James three, Kevin Love four. And Russell Westbrook five. 
But that was what eleven years ago, obviously. I'm shocked Russ was on that because I know he was like an a rising star, but everyone he was never thought of as a true scorer. He's just all over the all over the place. Uh, there here, there's another one from 2000. Let's see here. It, three players who can shatter Wilt Chamberlain's hundred point record. This is from five months ago. It says Luca is number three. I mean, Kevin Durant, obviously, who we just talked about, True. and then Steph Curry. Yeah, Gannon's getting on now, so good for him. Game five, Clay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he, I mean, a few years ago for sure. If one of those guys got hot from a three points, um, from the three point shot. I mean, I don't know how many shots, how many three pointers would that be then? 30? Yeah, but I mean, that's the thing though. The other night, he just went, I think, 12 for 14 or something like that from three. You got to think the two two of the greatest nicknames of all time is Game Five Clay and Six O'Clock Gannon. It's just like (laughs) two two incredible nicknames. Can you hear us, Gannon? He just got on. So Gannon Fox, the yeah, Wi-Fi has allowed him to get on. Sorry, buddy. What did you say? I was like, oh, a lot. You guys were like, oh. What? Oh, is it messed up on our near end? Yeah, I think it's my end. So, Gannon, we're talking about 100-point game. Like, if there's any players in today's NBA that could maybe hit 100 points in a game, who would they be? And without, listen, without hearing us ahead of time, who do you think? <laughs> Like my number, my first guy, or just well, like I mean, a few. Yeah, whatever you think. I mean, co- I mean, a couple of them even. Three. Let me think. I have a couple, but I don't know if I want to say it before I think through. That's you know, hey, walk us through your thought process. Yeah. You know, go ahead. Like, Here's you what have, you got. You have the floor. Name just dropped seventy. Oh, really? So obviously, I'm gonna. Uh, Is it connected? Nice Wi-Fi. Yeah. Yeah, you're good now. It stopped whenever you said Dame just dropped. Oh, my bad. Uh, Yeah, I mean, Durant, Booker. I'm not going to say Tatum. I don't know if you guys said that, but I don't think I don't think he's up there. A lot of people would, though, is why I bring that up. I think my top three would be Dame, KD, Giannis, no, because you got to hit some threes, I feel like, within that time. Well, Giannis is on all, our, all of our lists, or at least me and Kellen, just because he, he can hit Rebounds. threes, but also, like, he's basically in, unstoppable inside, and he can put back his own shots. I think that's the biggest thing. I believe I put up 100 points at one point in 2K, so with Giannis. Fair so, enough. You know. I said in five years, I think the two guys who could do it as long as they translate well was Chet and Victor. Yeah. Of how good they are inside and out and being able <laughs> no, to that's put 100% their right. shots back up. I, they're, yeah, I agree 100%. Yeah. 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 Obviously, they'd have and to. And the game will be nowadays, evolving more to scoring, anyways, probably. Say that again. So, like, Dame putting up. No, my lag. You go. Uh, your dad was what... laggy, so dad, dad, go again. Oh, 
No, I was just going to say, obviously, it would be in today's NBA, it had to be the three point shot. So you're figuring what they would probably need at least probably 15 free throws made, 15 to 20, maybe if that. And then 25 three pointers, something like that. I mean, obviously, they could get go inside or get a two, but there would have to be a lot of threes and it had to be a player that was extremely, extremely hot. When Chamberlain got it, he was, he played all 48 minutes. So they would have to play the entire game, which I don't know how many players, if any play the entire game nowadays. Have you been seeing all the stuff Chuck's been saying about the uh, NBA players, the one about the, bunch of bums that are getting two, three hundred million dollars, and also the guys were paying seventy million that a year that don't even show up half the time. Yeah, I just thought that was interesting. So, you know. <laughs> no, I agree with a hundred percent though. I mean these guys are getting paid all this money. He's he also said something like there's what did he say? There's guys out there that are working hard that are still, they go to work every day regardless. Cause I mean, and he's talking about, I'm talking about regular jobs. I mean, that are really working and these guys should be able to do the same thing. In my opinion, I totally understand the longevity part of it. You know, when you start factoring that kind of stuff into it, or you don't want your players to get hurt. So I, I understand it from that aspect, but I think a player is going to get hurt, could get hurt at any time. But may, I don't know if fatigue makes it worse. I, I don't know the answer. I just know the NBA should do something on the front side of not having – there's got to be a way to figure it out to not have back-to-back games being played, like, you know, a Thursday night to a Friday. Or, I mean, that's what I mean. Or just make it – they get paid per game rather than per year. That's what I was going to say. I think that – it's not the – Go ahead. Okay. Well, I was going to say basically the same thing, like pay them based on how many games they play because it's not on the NBA's fault. It's not their fault at all. It's on the players and the teams that are just trying to preserve it, thinking that it's going to help their career and stuff. Like nobody else is like lasting. LeBron's a different, what do you call it, player and physical specimen but like everyone else is lasting the same length of career as everyone uh, like in 30 years ago you know what i mean like guys are still falling way down after they turn 30 and retiring at early 30s and stuff that's exactly what it was way back when so yeah that's my thoughts on <laughs> uh on it so <laughs> How big of a deal do you think it would be nowadays versus back in whenever I'm assuming it was the sixties. I'd have to look it up whenever he hit it a hundred points, but how much would that just, I mean, the NBA is already on the map, but would that help? Obviously a lot of viewership for the NBA to do that. Do what? You're talking about the hundred point game or the like change in the, 100-point game. I would say probably, I mean, probably not because I don't think it helped internationally at least. I mean, you'd see it all over the place for 20, 30 years because now we have we have the full video of the whole game. 
Like, I don't think we have hardly any clips from Wilts, but which is why a lot of people think it's fake. Do you think it'd be more impressive now or then? Now. Mm-hmm. Will was a modern now. player playing against a bunch of plumbers. Like, not even plumbers. Know. He was playing against cashiers. Guys that were just just yeah, left Walgreens true. to come play some <laughs> basketball. And Will could be playing today. <laughs> I was about to say, dude's walking in the now Vegas, super easy Grady's Thursday Night Memorial but... Road game. And... That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. You, pl- you oh, play? Yeah, but, uh... <laughs> he, he was playing Gannon's C-League team. Does Phil play with you guys? That guy's nah. a beast. I don't know why. Probably too late at night. But... Dude, wait till he steps on the court. That guy's so, nuts. Here's who else scored in that game. Um, they had a player that had 17 points. Two players with 16, another with 11, another with nine. So they did. I mean, they scored 169 points in that game for the Philadelphia Warriors. It wasn't the 76ers, it's the Philadelphia Warriors. So it was Golden State, obviously, before, or is Philadelphia before Golden State? So what was the score? Final score 169 to 147. It was against the Knicks. How many minutes did Will play? 48. He played the entire game, 48 minutes. Wait, so how many points? He scored 100. Yeah, 100 out of the rest 69. Two points a minute, roughly? Yeah, just, just over. But, like, if he – so he scored 100. The rest of the team scored. 69. That's basically him scoring every, like, base – I would imagine, like, two possessions. Yeah, probably. Well, slower pace too, probably. So maybe even every possession. Yeah, true. I don't know if the shot clock was on. <laughs> there were well, yeah. They attempted 115 shots as a team. They attempted 115. He got 63 of those. He shot. He did have 25 rebounds. I don't. It doesn't say how many were offensive. Dang. So I don't know how many he got from an offensive rebound. But they didn't have a three point shot back then. Also, they like give. KD sixty three shots in the game. Oh, he's putting yeah. up at least seventy, at least eighty. With that's with uh, I was shooting thirty percent. <laughs> yeah, that's the difference though. Is like with free throws, like yeah, said, probably. played every minute. You're not going to see a single like they won't do that anymore. Durant Ever. did it that one game against the Bucks. You remember? Yeah, when his foot was on the line, and that was like. What I'm saying is that he did that once and everybody was just like, man. Like, people were astonished that he played all game. If or Durant, against the Raptors, my mistake. If Durant shot it 63 times, I'm going to guess he's going to hit at least 23 pointers. You know what I mean? He would probably hit 20. That's, I mean, 20 to 25 of them are going to be threes, maybe. I don't know. But that mean, if that dude was hot, he he could he could do it, but I just, I just don't think it's ever going to happen anymore. So what what do you think would go first? The the 100-point game, what, what's more realistic break? The 100-point game, Joe DiMaggio had a 56-game hit streak. So somebody hitting 56 games in a row, somebody hitting, making 100 points in a game, 
And then what? what's another unbreakable possible record that people think of? I mean, Pete Rose had 4,000-plus hits. I mean, I don't know if that'll ever be broken either. Well, in terms of a career, though. I would say probably like a yearly goal of like, I think, was it like 50-something? Like, or is or it like Messi 100, had like 50, 55? Contributions. Or he had like 90 goals in a calendar year, I think. I could be off on that, but look up his like his prime calendar year in goals scored and assisted. He had like a hundred and okay. So most like goals in a calendar year mm-hmm. was Messi, who had ninety one in two thousand twelve. <laughs> yeah, I still unreal. Uh, if you're talking about the easiest, it's the hundred point game. I think one I think, game is easier yeah, than, than a long streak, I uh, a, a season streak, multi season streak, whatever it is. I think one game is easier than all of those. That's a good point because any like random people nowadays are going off for like thirty some games. So a good player having one good game, yeah, that's a good point. Rather than months and months. Yeah, I'd go hundred point game. Then I'd go MLB and then the soccer. Yeah, that soccer one is. Oh. I, like that would but I would still say the MLB, games. though, like 56 games in a row. Yeah, but like insane. you get up to bat two or three times, maybe four, sometimes five. It's like. But now they got that pitch clock, hit. too, which I think favors the pitchers from what I'm hearing. What's the pitch clock? They got a pitch. Like as soon as the pitch is thrown and like caught and plays done like i think they have 15 seconds or 20 seconds really the next one and i think the batter has five seconds to get back and ready in the box and then the pitcher can sit there and just wait for 15 seconds i think it does throw the the pitch that's good speeds up the game too which is nice but it's nice for me who i never never gonna watch a baseball game yeah, like if I watch one, I'm only going to have to watch for four hours <laughs> six. So. All right, I'm looking it up now. It says there is a 30-second timer between batters and a time limit between pitches. After receiving the ball from the catcher or umpire, pitchers are required to begin their motion within 15 seconds with the bases empty or within 20 seconds with the runners in base. That's a complicated little thing for them to have. To yeah, the pitcher sitting there like, well, I mean, like, oh shoot, Got it's sped up. It, I know it's speeding up a lot of these uh, spring whole, training games. Yeah, uh, spring training games, it sped up, sped them up, which is what they want. They want the, they're trying to, which I give it up to them to try. They're trying to do something. They've they've eliminated the shift where there's there's a shift in baseball, which makes it difficult uh, for to steal bases. So that'll hopefully help with stolen bases, players. Because back in the 80s, whenever I used to really watch baseball, which I still watch it, but I really was into it in the 80s and 90s, they had some guys that could steal bases like crazy, which which definitely helped. You know, the, the rule they implemented a few years ago in extra innings to automatically have a player start out on second base because they, they don't want a game, which totally makes sense. You know, there were some of these games in the going into the 18th inning, not finishing up till 2, 3 o'clock in the morning, and nobody's at those games at that point. So they're trying to figure out something to try to help speed these games along, which I totally agree with. Cause that's one thing I can't stand is that I know college football is the same way. They're trying to figure out a way to speed it up. They've talked about if there's an incomplete pass, once the ball is spotted, then the clock starts running again. 
they've also talked about having the clock can like running except for like within two minutes of football because if you some of those college games last three and a half close not not right at four hours but a lot of them are three and a half hours three you know three hours 45 minutes and the nfl you can pretty much count on unless it's in overtime is it being over within three hours three hours and 10 minutes so they're trying to get speed it up a little bit I feel like that could favor somebody stealing a base. Yeah, no, that definitely favors it. Because if you got to – Because it, it's almost like a snap count. You're just waiting. You're like, all right, I know he's got to throw it on 20, by 20. And then, oh, boom, man. you're taking off as he's pitching. And because of the shift, they usually had the second or the shortstop more towards the middle, which is closer to the base. So that's also a thing. And also the shifting helps the offense instead of defense because they would shift if it was a lefty or a righty. So it definitely helps. You'll see a lot more runs scored, I think, from it. Yeah. Speaking of some unbreakable records, so I'm just going through a list here. Um, This list was made in October of 2022, Jerry Rice is 22,895 receiving yards. I think that may be something that's unbreakable. Active leader right now is Julio Jones at 13,000. I mean, think about how there's no shot he's got it. Wayne Gretzky's 1,963 career assist. Cy Young, baseball player, 749 complete games. That will never be broken. The way that because of the way it is now, those guys used to do that's just what did they did is they pitched they pitched the whole game and they pitched quite a bit during the season. Wilt Chamberlain averaged in 1961-62, he averaged 50.4 points per game. Boston Celtics won eight straight titles. Of course, me and Gannon looked it up that one time. There's like 10 or 12 teams at the time, so they had all the good players. Cal Ripken, you know, his 2632 game. Uh, playing streak, which probably will never happen. Michael Phelps, 28 Olympic medals. Anyway, those are just some some off the uh, top of the list, which, whatever. You just never know, though. People used to think nobody would ever average a triple-double again. And then Westbrook did it three or four times in a row. Jokic, last I checked, was doing it right now. Like, Yeah, he's doing well. He might not still... The easiest, and I can see this probably getting broken in the next 10 years, is the Jerry Rice. It's a passing league now. That's what I'm saying. He you look at the guys like games too. Jefferson a, and, yeah, in the extra game. 17. You get a good quarterback with Jefferson? It could, I mean, yeah, I agree. It could be done for sure because you're talking about – You said 22,000? Yeah, twenty two thousand. But also, you kind of have you'd ha- you'd have to have a pretty uh, injury free career, like oh yeah, which is hard to do these days. Seems like, which is crazy, is he had one year where he, he was my number one pick, and he got hurt the very first game of the season. <laughs> so he was out there that entire. So he did have one year, but he did play. He left there, went to the Raiders. Let the Raiders went to the uh, the Seahawks. So he did play a little bit afterwards, and I know he did sign with Denver, but never never actually played with Denver. But what's crazy is he got hurt. I had, you know, I was going to pick up a receiver. It was either J.J. Stokes, who everybody was talking about, J.J. Stokes, this great receiver. I want to say he played at UCLA. I believe it was UCLA or USC. Or Terrell Owens. And my dumb, dumb rear end picked 
J.J. Stokes. Live to regret it. If somebody played, let's say, 12 years in football, if they did 12 years, that'd be 1,900 yards a season, which I don't, that'd be too, that'd be very difficult. They'd probably have to play 15 years at least and never get, not, you know, I'm not saying never get hurt, but that, they'd have to play quite a while. And they'd, it'd have to be somebody that came out when they're, you know, started playing when they're 20, were dominant. I, I got news for you. I think Randy Moss, if he was playing nowadays, man, he could, he'd have a shot at it. He's probably what the best receiver. I like, I think he was better than Jerry Rice. It just happened to be Jerry Rice was court was uh, with one of the best quarterbacks of all time and one of the best offenses. I think Randy Moss is definitely the best I've seen. But that's and for I another. Even, I don't yeah, even that's feel like I saw him in his prime. I don't even feel like I remember watching his prime. I just remember oh, yeah. him being great. It was incredible. Wasn't Randy Moss like not as hard of a worker as others? Oh, he, he, so he would have had Jerry good. Rice's is that work true? ethic. Yeah, if he would have had Jerry, Jerry Rice yeah. was like his work ethic was second to none. I mean, that dude. If Jerry, and I'm not saying Moss was. Um, didn't work hard was, but I, you know there was a few years where he didn't you could just tell he did not work as hard that year with the patriots when he had tom brady man he was incredible yeah he had tom brady his whole career and play <laughs> played there he may have uh shattered some records but yeah you know what i mean but he had i mean think mm-hmm. about it he had hall of famer um chris carter with him in minnesota for many years there's another guy named jake reed so they had three options Brady, it was him and what what little receiver was there? Was, was that was Wes Walker at the same time frame? Do you remember? Yeah. So I mean, he he did have some good place people to throw to as well, but it'd be crazy. I think Calvin Johnson would have stood a good chance too if he stayed longer and then also like had a good quarterback for all of his career. Yeah. yeah. For sure, he he I retired way too Calvin Johnson. Yeah, I mean, good for him, but sucks as the NFL watcher. Yeah, that's another guy, Barry Sanders, who retired way too early. Jim Brown, several of them. They usually retire too late. And you, you know, some people will think of them like I. That's how I think of O.J. Simpson. That's how I think of Joe Namath. Is they're basically backups when Russ saw him play instead of retiring early. Let's go over some uh, top free agent quarterbacks real quick. And this is, I don't know why it's saying free agents. And then it's got, well, is, I guess he is, is, is Lamar Jackson technically a free agent? Unless they franchise. Yeah, yeah. So this is, this has Lamar Jackson's the number one, Derek Carr, number two, Jimmy Garoppolo, three, Daniel Jones, four. Geno Smith, five. Jacoby Brissett, six. Marcus Mariota, seven. Taylor Heineke, eight. Andy Dalton, nine. Baker Mayfield, 10, which I think it's way too low for Mayfield. I take him over half of those guys. Any thoughts on that? I take him over Dalton, Heineke, Mariota, Brissett, Geno, probably even Daniel Jones. Also, Derek Carr should not be number two. What has he ever done? Should be number two. At least Jimmy G, but there's re- like there's really a clear drop off from one to anybody else. I would say they have the first 
five correct, and then I'd have Heineke as number six because honestly, I think he has he's a good quarterback. And then I think you'd go like Geno, Baker, and then finish off with like Mariota and Dalton. Mariota for sure the last because that guy sucks. He is such a bad quarterback. Yeah, I think yeah, I agree with the you worst in the NFL. Part. I don't even know why he'd be on a list of free agents that anybody cares about. Lamar's the only one worth even like, considering trying to bring on for any reason. Like, and even the draft a quarterback over any of those scary. other guys. I did, did you guys see Bryce Young measured in a five ten and a half today? Officially, is that tall, short, tiny? Is That's it? like yeah. me, me going out there playing quarterback. Like a good quarterback size would be like six two to six four. Yeah, I'm trying to think of quarterbacks heights that I know. How tall is Russell Wilson yeah. and Kyler? I, Kyler's five nine, right? Yeah, I think he's probably around the same height as those guys. Maybe a little bit taller than those guys. I'm I'm not I'm just telling you I don't think I don't think this is going to be a great quarterback class. I could be wrong. I just don't see it. I mean the the guy from Kentucky maybe the best one out of all of them, maybe. I don't know. CJ. I know a lot of it is what team you go to and all that. I I totally get all that, but I just don't I'm scared of for teams like the Colts who I'm afraid are going to try to trade up and trade too much. And then take a quarterback, and if it doesn't work out, I mean that sets them back even further. You know what I mean? That's just that's the concern I have. It, no, my luck, Degum, Jerry Jones will trade up for it and draft CJ or Bryce, and they stink and we're, we're hurt for years. But I don't I don't think they will. But I'm just saying that next year now will be that will be that will be it. If you're gonna if you're gonna if you're gonna uh not play well oh yeah this is this is here to do it and have a good you know go for Caleb Williams perhaps I saw where there's a couple of different stories that um Stephen Jones has said they're gonna try to do some renegotiations um to to his contract what do they call it extend it what do they say like an extension to Dax but I've also heard that they've also said that, hey, if you're not – because there's a clause, I guess, in it for this year that he would – they could cut him after this year if he doesn't have a great year, which I'm like, man, that'd be the that'd be the best move on because he's not going to lead – in my opinion, he's not going to lead him to a championship. Well, you know what's going to happen, though, is he'd have like a bomb year and everybody's like, man. And then, and then just be a run around in a circle. They need to uh, – they need to move on from – Zeke for sure, and they need to move on, in my opinion, from Pollard. Have you seen some of the – I think we may have already talked about it, but some of the mock drafts show him taking B.J. Robinson uh, with the number one pick. I think we talked about it last week because I know Garrett didn't like it because Garrett's not a fan of his, which if you look at it, first-round running backs, I mean, you may get four years out of them, five tops maybe, uh, where you could get a cornerback, you could get an offensive lineman that's, you know, an offensive lineman may play for you for 10 or 12 years. I guess you just never know. Obviously, that's that's the only downfall through the whole thing. You just you just don't know. It's a flip of the coin. 
my biggest thing is just because you look at the free agent running backs this year, that 10th guy on the list is going to be just as good in production as most any of these guys in the league. You might not feed him as much, so he's not going to get as much opportunity, but like, I don't think running back is the absolute least important position on an NFL team. And I'm, I am putting kickers over that. Hunters yeah. maybe over that. Like, it is the least important position on the NFL team. I'd take a running back more than I would a kicker and a uh, hunter personally, but that's just me. So you say that until your kicker, well, your kicker did, and you're still saying that, but five PATs in a playoff game. <laughs> I don't disagree. I just, I would, there's several running backs out there. I think, I think there's uh, running backs are a dime a dozen, but I also think that hunters and kickers are as well. The best kickers. I mean, shoot, who's the best kicker in the NFL Justin right now? Who Tucker, is, but yeah. that's what I'm saying. Like, think about how many games they've won just because of him. True. Like, a lot. And I, I'm talking 60-yard game winners and just, yeah, like, he wins more games, I can promise you that, than any quarter or running backs went in. And I could also probably say the next five kickers, too. Dude, I think if. Young Way Coop played well, for the Cowboys. That'd be a great kicker. What were you going to say, Gannon? I mean, there has been running backs carry teams to wins before. Yeah, I mean, every once in a while here and there you'll see it, but it's it's not worth paying a running back $12 million, $15 million a year to get you maybe one game a year. You- I'd rather split that up between two above-average offensive linemen and fill some holes or defensive depth. My question is, when will we see, because it'll happen at some point, when will we see another running back like a, like, hyped up like as much as like an Adrian Peterson? You know what I mean? Like, he's probably one of the best running backs that's come out because he's, he was just different than all, even the running backs now or Adrian in his prime was better than any any running back in today's NFL. Derek Henry is a very good running back, but there's some of these running backs like a Barry Sanders and Adrian Peterson, the Walter Paytons, Eric Dickersons. When are we going to see another one of those kind of guys? I guess we don't know, but what I mean, would you go after if of that? that kind of running back in the draft if you knew like you know what i mean what what would you do there if you were a team nfl team if you knew somebody could be like that of course you go after it but it's a passing league now so you just don't see people built like that people get hurt a lot more turf and grass is all slippery people hurt like I just I don't I don't know if we'll it's going to be a very long time. The game's going to have to re-evolve before we see a running back like that. I mean, I know Saquon was very very highly touted and overhyped coming out of college, and obviously again same thing. We've had one good year out of him. But would you put so, him on the same caliber as Adrian Peterson though? On what scale? I would say talent-wise and school, like uh, Penn State, no. But because of where we are nowadays with social media and stuff, like you definitely saw his name 
and like highlights, I guess, of all over the internet more than Peterson, obviously. Like he was definitely way more hyped than Peterson in that sense, but I think NFL scouts would obviously put Peterson above Saquon. I love Peterson. Man, he was he was fun to watch too. He made those I just remember it seemed like he would make a 60 or 70 yard run early in his career quite a bit, but he was what's what's weird is he was the I shouldn't say weird, but he was the 7th pick in that draft. Um which is I mean the guy was incredible. 2007 NFL draft he was, like I said just a second ago, he was the seventh pick in the draft. Here's who was picked ahead of him, which there were some really good players picked ahead of him. But the number one pick of the draft that year was Jamarcus Russell for the Raiders, who was terrible. Calvin Johnson went to the Detroit Lions. That was a good pick. Cleveland Browns picked Joe Thomas, who was these, those are two Hall of Famers, Calvin Johnson and Joe Thomas. Tampa Bay gains Adams, didn't do anything. Arizona Cardinals. Levi Brown, he was a solid offensive tackle, but he, he didn't uh he wasn't anything better. And then a guy named Laron Landry was a safety for the Washington Redskins. Just think if Peterson could have played for one of those other teams, you know, if he could have played for the Raiders, Tampa Bay, Arizona, Washington. I know I remember when he was drafted because we were living in um Iowa. And I just remember being real excited because him going to Minnesota, we were we were all happy. Of course, you guys were little, little and you don't probably don't remember it as much, but I remember being real excited because he went to Minnesota. All right, moving on. Any good food restaurants lately? Any any uh, food? Any restaurants you guys eating at lately? Just this weekend, but yeah, we went to Rock House in Searcy, Arkansas. I said it right that time. We went to see Gannon, yeah. so we drove into town. Golly, what time did we get there, Gannon? Like two o'clock, o'clock maybe one thirty. What's that? It's like one thirty. Yeah, and then we left basically 24 hours later almost. But it was a good time. It was it was fun. It's just a long daggum drive. But we did get to see cute little again and we went to the rock house, which I like I thought it was really good. I got the it took about what, three hours. What's that? What'd you say? Three hours? What are you talking about? my back what'd you say about three hours oh, i said it just took about three hours oh yeah it did take a while a to get our food i had the fish catfish is good then the next day we went to what is it burgers fries and pies or i think that's what it's called that was good i thought it was pretty tasty yeah little uh yeah, burger joint there good. in searcy arkansas Strongly recommend for all those listeners that uh, <laughs> will be in the Searcy, Arkansas area in the next few few weeks or months. Anything for you, Callan or Garrett? Anything lately? Not really. I went to a 
taco place the other day. It wasn't bad. Nothing. Nothing to brag about. Yeah, nothing crazy on my end. Nothing new. I know your mom made pizza last night for me. The recipe from our my nanny fox that and then my mom used to make it growing up man it's good it is really good i know tomorrow callie mom and i are going to go to see nan and papa go out to eat hopefully go to the finest restaurant of all time the coney island that we've been going to on 21st and garnett and tulsa for years hopefully I'd possibly go there but it all depends on where they want to go Gannon, you fly, you leave this weekend, correct? When do you leave? You're going to where and tell tell the uh tell listeners where you're going. Going to Mexico for a mission trip. I'll be leaving. I'll walk out of the storm at two fifty AM on Saturday. Yeah. And I'll be there for a week. So when do you get back? When exactly do you get back then? Uh, it's planned on midnight Friday, so like Friday into Saturday midnight. And you do know some. You do know some of the people that are going with you, correct? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's good. Where, what's Eve yeah, doing? Definitely. Going to California? Yeah, just um, she flying? Yeah, be a long drive. Yeah, we'll basically get there. What doing for spring break? What am I doing for spring break? I mean, I'm actually I'm actually off this week, so which is pretty fantastic. I am taking my so at the end of the year, the one of the vice presidents gives the entire like all the management staff two days to take paid for. But you gotta take it by the end of February. So I took mine yesterday and, t- and today, my two days off. Then I'm taking my Tomorrow, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, I'm taking my Thanksgiving, Christmas, and New Year's because I never got those extra days off. So that's why I'm off. And then Thursday, you know, Wednesday, I've got Dan and Papa's house, and we'll go, come back, go to church. And then Thursday, I've got my Iron Sharpens Iron meeting with the guys from church at 6 30 in the morning at Hatch here, which is really good. And after that, I really don't know. I mean, uh, I'm, I'm, I really want to try to go to a Thunder game sometime this week. I know the Lakers play. I think Lakers are here tomorrow night because I think we're playing tonight as well. It's maybe Sacramento tonight, tomorrow night, and then I know we play Utah towards the end of the week, maybe Friday. I'd love to try to go Friday night to Utah, the, or not to Utah, but to watch the Utah Jazz against the Thunder because I, I know they play Sunday as well against Utah here in town, but I do not want to go to a game on Sunday. That's just that's kind of what I'm thinking, hopefully. And I've got to find, you know, in between that time, got to go to one of, you know, see what, see if Callie wants to go eat at a nice little place or something like that. Little, little, little restaurant, maybe. You just a little you come and watch me dominate a little soccer league on Sunday. Yeah. Speaking of soccer. So you guys, you said, you, didn't you like tear it up this week? You all beat them pretty bad, the team? What was the score? It was like 11 to 2. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> Dang. Yeah. <laughs> Played all six minutes this week. So when you play, is it like from two to three, or is it is it like guaranteed that it's like in only an hour or anything? Or 
it's guaranteed to be only 50 minutes. Like the first game, the game ends, the new ref walks in, starts the clock, and like you have 30 seconds to do a little warm up and the game starts. And then you got a minute long halftime, and then the next game, the next half starts. That's what I was wondering. And so, like, yeah, 50 minutes, you're going to be there for maybe 55 max. And Gannon, what about your basketball? Tell us a little bit. You were telling us some stuff uh, maybe a couple weeks ago, but what about basketball? Uh, we lost. So we're out already. I don't want to talk about it. I was ticked. Did you really? Here, quick, quick 20 second. Can you hear me good? Yeah, I can hear you. There's a dad lagging. Okay. I'll tell the main point of the story. Okay, we're up three. Or we're up two, sorry. We're up two with 40 seconds left. No shot clock, so we're just passing the ball around. They're not fouling us because we're passing pretty good. I'm pretty proud in this moment. One guy gets it, shoots it from the left elbow, hits the backboard. They go down, get fouled, take control. They beat us. I didn't get the ball in the last, like, minute, or else it would have been a little different, but, you know. Anyways. So where were you when they were just kind of passing back and forth, just like okay, well, in the corner? Or? My mistake. Uh, passing, I guess. I was meaning 30 seconds after they scored. You're right. You're right. That stinks. Clutch time. Yeah, I was pretty ticked. What sport's up on. next? Uh, Soccer, I think. Do they only have one league or do they have A and B or what? Oh, no, they'll have different leagues, yeah. Do they? I'll probably do A, yeah. Uh, just because I don't think my club is stacked in soccer. And I'm not bad. Got to do some of those little moves you used to do back in the day. How many weeks are you oh, here in between yeah. school and then the internship? Two, three. Might need an extra sub. Dude. Yeah. Get me out there. I'd so do that. Few Sundays Have you ever there. done indoor? I did that one year, but it wasn't with walls. Uh, I did indoor at a soccer camp one time. I was pretty gas at it, bouncing off the walls and running around people. But it's fast paced, isn't it? Like, yeah, like there's this guy zero break. Played all the way up until I think like college, and he never did indoor though. And he's like, this is different. Yeah, it yeah, I can imagine. They used to have a professional indoor soccer league called the uh, Major Indoor Soccer League, MISL. <laughs> I don't know why that didn't – I mean, it did well for a while in the 80s. A lot. There were several of the North American Soccer League teams because we had our own indoor league at, at the time too that they left and went to the MISL because the NASL obviously folded. But several of them, San Diego Soccer, Chicago Sting, or th- those two come off the, the top of my the top of my head – but I know Kansas City Comets had a soccer team, the Wichita Wings, I think is what they were called. I mean, they had a, I don't know why that, I think it would do well if they tried to start something like that up again because you're talking, what, 10, 12,000 fans? I mean, hopefully they could, they could go to a game, but I mean, dead gum, there's no shot. I know uh, the MSL or MLS, MSL, MLS just had two teams. I know Charlotte and Atlanta this past weekend. Over 60,000 fans went to those two games. There was two different, let's say, the first time in the history of the major league soccer, MLS, that 
two different stadiums in the same week and had 60,000 fans. That's pretty cool. Kellen, you need to try to get to uh, one of those games in Atlanta sometime. Is soccer going on right now? Yeah, I just started back up. I know, I think there was a guy from Atlanta, if I'm not mistaken, I saw score two goals in the, in the, um, extra time, like the, you know, whenever they put on an extra two or three minutes or whatever, Stop. they were down one, nothing. And they scored twice and they won. Sounds like Aries, he's, uh, like, I get tickets. For like yeah. He's months. an art. He won the world cup with Argentina. Yeah. He goes to the And Gannon, we were talking the other day, St. Louis did start this weekend. The first, the first game, they won three to two. Oh, really? Yeah, it's called St. Louis FC. So honestly, that may be a team I, you know, I mean, we're because I mean I love NYCFC, but maybe another team I kind of root for, somebody fairly close, and different side too, huh? Is it a different side, Eastern Conference, Western Conference, or like how yeah, do they probably, do that? Yeah, pro- I'd have to look at. It. I'll be honest, with you, I don't know. I know, you know, throughout the the years, I mean, I know. Nashville's gotten a team. I mean, Austin's gotten a team. So several places have gotten teams, but St. Louis started up this year. I don't know if another team started up this year or not, but I, I'd really like to get into it. It's just, I love soccer. I do. I just can't stand one, nothing games. I can't stand, you know, just like all the other, you know, I know the traditionalists. I totally understand it, but I just, it just doesn't make it with me. I gotta, I gotta see some scoring. I'd like to see, I think if I was guaranteed to see three goals in a game, you know what I mean? It'd be a lot better to watch, but it's just it just stinks watching a zero zero or one nothing game. Sounds like you're American. I know. I agree. No, I'm just kidding. I totally agree, but it just it stinks. But best soccer game I ever watched was that World Cup because everybody was just so stressed out about anything being spoiled for them. Hey, but that also was probably the best soccer game of all time. Of all time, dude. Oh, my gosh. You couldn't... I can't tell if you're making fun of me or if you're agreeing. No, I was agreeing. Because, like, if you put all four of us to write down a script of, like, the perfect soccer game, it wouldn't have been as good as that one. Well, probably not. Maybe Messi scoring a hat trick in the last few minutes to win. But, you know. No, I was agreeing with you, though. That was just... It was like a dream. Yeah, it looks like St. Um, St. Louis is the first... or the only team this year. Next year, says Lannon Donovan's San Diego Loyal will be, in, will, will be playing in the MLS. So, like, I don't know what that means. I hope they're not... Over expanding though. I know that's you're right. That'd be so bad. I, I I do like the way they of course I say that and then you talk about two teams with sixty thousand fans, but a lot of these stadiums are not equipped to have that many players. You know what I mean? Fans. that makes any sense but i mean I, I would love to see the i'd love to see soccer big in the united states i just here's what here's what i'm going to do is i'm hoping there's a guy from brazil that, that goes to my he, he's in my church class 
he grew up in Brazil. If he's at the, because uh, he, he always goes to the Iron Sharpens Iron that we go to on, on Thursday mornings, every other Thursday. I've And I wanted to ask him, but I haven't been able to go the last two times because one time it was the, the weather shut it down. We didn't do it. And the last time we had it last week or two weeks ago, whenever it was, there was a uh, manager's meeting, so I couldn't go. But anyway, what I'm trying to say is I want to ask him like what his thoughts are as to why you know, soccer's not big in, in the United States. And I'll, I'll let you guys know. Cause he's a, I mean, he obviously soccer is his sport. Just see what his, see, see what somebody on the outside says and, and what their thoughts are. I'm, I'll try to get back to everybody on that next week. So obviously Gannon, you won't be on next week. Probably not. <laughs> yeah, stinks. But I uh, won't be on the week after. You won't. Oh, won't are you going to Baltimore? Be. Yeah. So yeah. So he'll be going to Baltimore. Is it Baltimore or Maryland, or is there a difference? Baltimore's in Maryland, so same thing. But is it Baltimore? Yeah. We would like to thank all of our listeners that took time out of their day to listen to our Fox Den Sports podcast. If you need to get a hold of us, you can email us at foxdensports at yahoo.com. And just a reminder, it's F-O-X-X, so it's two X's. So foxdensports at yahoo.com. You can look on Instagram at foxdensportspodcast, or you can uh, find us on Twitter at foxdensports. Please stay safe, be savage, not average, and remember to join the Skulk. Until next time, Garrett. Good.